This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. It's the Page Turner. The Page Turner. On Life Beats with Sally Musa and special guests celebrating Sharjah, the 2019 World Book Capital. Hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. When our kids challenge us, the first kind of uh, impulse is to kind of just say, no, be quiet. Yes. Just, you know, sit still and just be quiet. Yeah, but that impulse is the very impulse that can make uh, a person become an entrepreneur, a person become a risk taker, a person be resilient. It's that voice of rebellion or the voice that questions or the voice that asks too much. Mm. That, that's a voice that's such a pain in the neck for parents, right? We can't stand it because we don't want to be questioned. But it's that voice that leads to a powerful person when they grow up. Welcome to this latest episode of The Page Turner, where I'm joined by the woman endorsed by Oprah as one of the most groundbreaking conscious relationship experts in the world. International best-selling author and psychologist, Dr. Shafali Sabari joined me at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival for a fascinating conversation on how we need to break through fear, why parenting, has nothing to do with your children and everything to do with you and why you should be raising rebels and so much more. All of that is coming up right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's The Page Turner. The Page Turner. On Life Beats with Sally Musa and special guests celebrating Sharjah, the 2019 World Book Capital. Am I doing this right now because I'm afraid or am I doing it because it's my authentic self? And for years and years and years, my answer was, I'm doing it because I'm afraid. And most of us do things because we're afraid or don't do things because we're afraid. And it's asking that question and then having the courage to then change, to not do it or do it, but to stop living in fear. You know, fear mm. is what rules the cattle. What are you afraid of? If you could drop every fear you have and start living your life today the way you want to, what would that look like? It was an incredible conversation with the woman whose work Oprah calls revolutionary and life-changing. Dr. Shafali Sabari's groundbreaking approach to mindful living and parenting has taken her books to the top of the New York Times bestsellers lists. Her blend of clinical psychology and Eastern mindfulness sets her apart as a leader in the field of mindfulness psychology. Her latest book, The Awakened Family, gives us daily skills and tools to revolutionize our families and our parenting, while her first book, The Conscious Parent, has been called one of the most profound books on parenting. And her second book, out of Control offers a unique and brilliant perspective on why traditional means of discipline don't work with our children and what we should be doing instead. I sat down with Dr. Shafali at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival after her session on raising conscious achievers as we talk, breaking through the fears that are holding us back and why parenting has nothing to do with your kids and everything to do with you. Dr. Shefali, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here in Sharjah. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's wonderful to have you as part of the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. Your session was talking about 
all about raising conscious achievers, which we're going to get to in uh, just a moment. But one of the most amazing things that I've heard you talk about, Dr. Shafali, is the way that children are actually born whole, complete, worthy and abundant. And yet it is in fact the parents who need to face their own insecurities, their own loss, their own lack. Can you talk about all of that? Sure. So when we begin to understand that we kind of entered the world pretty much ready to be who it is we are, but get subsumed or suffocated by our parents' ways or culture's ways that tell us we need to be a certain way. Then those certain ways begin to suffocate and suppress who it is we truly are. And because of the, the ways, most of culture's ways are steeped in fear. If we really examine every institution, it has fear in it. If you don't believe in this God in this particular way, you know, damnation. If you don't get an A grade and are super successful, then you're, you know, a complete loser. If you don't get married by a certain age, something's wrong with you. If you can't have children, some you're incomplete. And the list goes on and on. So culture's ways are steeped in fear and lack and scarcity. And that is not how we come into the world. We come into the world joyful, empowered, thinking we're okay. And then we're told that who it is we are is not okay. We have to become something. And our whole life is about becoming something when in effect, there's no one to become. The person who we were, it was within us fully okay. But we lost track of that, thinking we needed to become this, but we needed to actually just unfold into that. And that's what my work is about, is helping parents go back to their forgotten selves and then through that process they can help their children keep their true selves. You touched on something um, there, you know, because a lot of parents, um, myself included, you know, you think about discipline the importance of discipline. We're here at the Entrepreneurship Festival. You know, there are some of the world's biggest entrepreneurs up there talking about the need to work hard and to be disciplined and to be and to achieve. So why is all of that, you know, not in the right direction? Because it's, it's only going to fulfill a momentary craving of uh, an identity that is false. So what I mean by that is, to achieve, to strive, to crave, all of this is externally focused. Mm -hmm. All of this is looking on the outside and believing that happiness and joy and fulfillment can be discovered on the outside. This is an illusion, it's a myth, it's something that doesn't exist. Happiness is not something that can be pursued from your achievements or obtained from your marriage or from your, the number of children you have. Happiness can only be blossomed from your inner connection to yourself. Mm. Then the rest can feed that. But your first source of happiness has to come from within. And that's why people are unhappy in the world because they thought their grades would make them happy. They thought their marriage would make them happy. They thought their children would make them happy. Then shouldn't it be that we are all a happy planet? Why is it that we're miserable, violent, hate-filled? Well, obviously, because these things don't make you happy, right? So the true happiness or joy or contentment or peace can only come through a connection with the inner self. And Eastern mysticism of meditation and looking inward and discovering who it is you are and going on that journey 
takes you away from externally driven focused achievements and you know it's completely the wrong way to live to look on the outside now you can look on the inside and then be successful but those people who understand that first the first place of success is within those people who get achieve who achieve on the outside or who obtain fulfillment on the outside know that that is momentary the eternal joy and happiness is always within coming up dr shafali talks what we have to do to awaken to find out who we truly are more to come on life beats here on pulse 95 pulse 95 it's the page turner the page turner on life beats with sally musa and special guests celebrating sharjah the 2019 world book capital Yes, welcome back to The Page Turner and my conversation with author and conscious relationship expert, Dr. Shefali Sabari at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. Here she tells me the questions that we need to ask ourselves today to break through our fears. Where do we even begin? Because as you said, we all brought up in the best way that our parents knew how. So how do you begin to tap into your authentic self and leave all of that that is on the outside out, you know, to find that authentic self, which is actually quite dangerous because your whole world, as you know it, could actually fall down. It will fall down. It 100% will fall down. Only the few who are willing to come with you to a new world will come, but most people will leave you or you will be left behind because... And this has happened to you. You're talking... Oh, 100%. From experience. Yes, yes. Because because when you shift in your consciousness and you change your attitude and your belief systems, then all the people who you once believed things with but now no longer believe the same things, they feel like you're rejecting them and therefore they reject you. Mm -hmm. You're not rejecting anyone, but they feel like unless you believe the way they believe or live your life conforming to that prescription then you are rejecting them and they quickly reject you. They throw you out because you make them uncomfortable. Mm. And that's why we're all afraid to speak our truth and be free because we're always afraid to make someone else unhappy, make someone else uncomfortable or because their mental health can't handle it. You know, most of us are not telling our own parents so many things because they can't handle it. Isn't that terrible? And one day our children won't tell us things because they'd be like, oh, mom can't handle this. She's too anxious or she's going to fall apart. And our children shouldn't limit their life because of our lack of mental stability. So there's two things. How do we as adults who have been, you know, on that path for so long, how do we come back and tap into our our authentic self? And then then we'll get to the the kids. How do we make sure we do that with our kids from the beginning so that they don't go through that trauma that we went through? Right. So as we awaken as adults, how do we awaken, right? You're asking, how do we awaken? Typically, people awaken through pain. When we've had enough pain in our lives, you know, so uh, when many things don't work out, when the marriage falls apart or the relationship falls apart, or those are actually amazingly positive things that should happen to you because what's really happening is your masks are falling off. All the false ways of you living are not working anymore and this is a good thing but you don't like it at first and you're devastated but you don't realize what's happening what's happening is your false self is not working any longer that's why everything is falling apart and that's the opportunity for you to awaken to a new Mm -hmm. self Mm -hmm. but most people get so terrified 
that they go through years of therapy or depression or alcoholism because they don't see it as an opportunity. They think that there's something wrong with their lives when things fall apart. And I look at things falling apart as a huge blessing because it's the shedding of your skin, the shedding of the false layers, the, the cutting away of the fat. If it's not working, it needs to leave. But it's terrifying, yes, because you're, 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 you became addicted to those comforts. And, but that's the, that's the path of awakening. It takes a lot of courage, a lot of unknowns, a lot of risk. What kind of questions should we be, we be asking ourselves in that search? Well, the, the main question I always ask myself is, am I doing this right now because I'm afraid? Or am I doing it because it's my authentic self? And for years and years and years, my answer was, I'm doing it because I'm afraid. And most of us do things because we're afraid or don't do things because we're afraid. And it's the, asking that question and then having the courage to then change, to not do it or do it, but to stop living in fear. You know, fear mm. is what rules the cattle. We're looking for that joy, that inner joy. Is that how you know you finally found it? Well, I think it's the absence of fear. When one day you wake up and you're like, holy moly, I'm not afraid anymore. I don't care what my mom thinks. We're of. afraid I don't of being afraid as well. Like we're afraid of naming that, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. To, to, so part, if you're just starting the spiritual process, then even recognizing that you're living in fear is a huge insight. Right? You don't even realize you're living in fear. Because we're so indoctrinated, we don't, we just, we've grown up with fear. So mm. why would we know it's something alien? Why yeah. would we think it's something to get rid of? Yeah. Then you realize, oh my goodness, I've been living in fear. Like yeah. all this has been fear-based yeah. yeah. and not authentic. And then you have to make the decision to change. And that's, ter that's even more terrifying. It is. Coming up next, Dr. Shafali talks raising rebels and why that's important you don't want to miss it that's next here on pulse 95 you're listening to pulse 95 it's the page turner the page turner on life beats with sally musa and special guests celebrating sharjah the 2019 world book capital welcome back to a very special page turner and my conversation with conscious relationship expert dr shafali sabari here we talk making mistakes as parents, even she has made them, and why we should actually be raising rebels. As we become parents. Right, how do we teach our children? How do we teach our children? How do we nurture that sense of wonder and curiosity and creativity that they were born with, that wholeness yeah. that they were born yeah, with? Yeah, it's very hard to, I've rarely seen a parent do it consciously right from the start most parents go through an unconscious process I did too even though I was meditating even though I was studying psychology because the child before you is someone you've never met before so no matter how well prepared you are and how conscious you are there's going to be some part of that dynamic that sends you to an unconscious place so you're going to mess it up but that's okay that's part of the process and I think when we realize uh, and taste our own freedom our own authentic selves we and we've lost our fear then we don't raise our children in fear so mm -hmm. when they get a c grade sure we talk to them about it but we're not operating out of fear we understand that they will live their life the way they will live their life there is no one prescription but we act as if we know what the prescription is and the prescription is not entirely the truth it's just a piece of the truth it could work for some people but it also doesn't work for everyone so when you realize that and when you've been a maverick in your own life and you've been a rebel in your own life, then you're not afraid for your child when the child walks outside the line 
Mm. You know, so <laughs> it's interesting because we don't want our children to walk outside the no, line. You I, know, no, we but want that, them to be disciplined. Yeah, but then when they grow up, they should be fearless and they should have uh, be unafraid of authority and be risk takers. How can they ra- how can they grow up to be that if at home they were suppressed? Mm-hmm. You know, the two don't go together. So if you want to raise your child to have a voice, they're going to have a voice at home, mm-hmm. and it, it could be a voice you don't like. It's, it's so interesting, you know, when our kids challenge us, um, the, the first kind of uh, impulse is to kind of just say, no, be quiet. Yes. Just, you know, sit still and just be quiet. Yeah, but that impulse is the very impulse that can make a, uh, a person become an entrepreneur, a person become a risk taker, a person be resilient. It's that voice of rebellion or the voice that questions or the voice that asks too much mm. that that's a voice that's such a pain in the neck for parents right we can't stand it because we don't want to be questioned but it's that voice that leads to a powerful person when they grow up i just i just laugh because i i you know i've had these arguments with my daughter before and the thing is they show you your weaknesses yes and then they point them out yes. to you yes. they're like you taught me this but you're now doing this you said don't shout and now you're shouting exactly. at me exactly and you don't like to see look in the mirror right you're like i i can't i can shout because i'm a parent but it doesn't work like that but for us as parents you know um and and i want to ask you how we let go of the ego because we have kids and we are afraid of everything because they are a reflection of us how they present themselves in society is ultimately going to come because the society is going to say oh it's going to be like oh her, her mother didn't raise her well but that's or, our fear because be- it's because we think that they are our representation out into the world that we raise them as puppets mm. once we let go of the fact that they are a reflection on us and we are a reflection of ourselves then we will allow them to be who it is they are mm. from the beginning but because we're afraid that people will look at them and look and value us as parents we then manage and contour and puppet them to become these perfect little dolls because we are afraid that we will be evaluated based on them this is a fault we when we realize that we are not evaluated based on anyone we will allow our children to be themselves mm. you understand it's yeah, because yeah, of that yeah. fear of thinking that i will be a bad mother if my child makes wrong decisions we don't let our children make any decisions god <laughs> forbid it's the wrong decision exactly yes. and they need to be making decisions from the very beginning correct and they have no bearing on you actually i mean of course you have to raise them with some sense of safety and feed them and clothe them but ultimately who our children become should have no bearing on us they are their own spirits that's very hard for parents to take. Yes, yes. That but, is but, really hard. People immediately think, oh, so great. If my child is a serial axe murderer, <laughs> I should just let them be that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we honor their essence and stop living in fear that our worth comes from them. Our mm. worth should come from ourselves. Mm-mm-mm. Exactly. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, parents are, and, and, you know, even as adults, we compare. Social media now is the world where we compare, where we look at, you know, oh, she is smarter, she's thinner, or, yes. you know, he's achieved this, he's yes. achieved that. Yes. You know, how does that bear on all of this conversation here? And how do we, do we need to be protecting our children from social media? There are some that say, don't get them completely off uh, social media. I have to be honest, you know, I let my girls go on social media, but we have the conversations around what's going on. I feel like that that's a better thing. Yes, I think till a certain age you can protect them for sure. 
Uh, so maybe till 12 or 13, they don't need to go on social media at all. But mm. after that, you're right. We need to have the conversations about comparison and competition and because now it's happening on such a grand scale before it was just the school uh, bully but now it's you know anyone can be a bully and at first it was just the neighborhood kids that you compared yourself to but now you're comparing yourself to every statistic and demographic so th this is something that is a challenge for today's parents for sure you know and it's more layers of yeah of anxiety that the children have to deal with yeah and it's that whole thing of identity formation you know for a child who is going through that entire process how does that impact their identity formation yeah it can totally mess it up because if the child is not grounded in who it is they are sufficiently then they're going to get swept away by these likes that they get and the popularity that they feel they get and it's very seductive that's why the early years of parenting are important to instill that connection between parent and child so the child feels connected to who it is they are and understands that they're worthy mm -hmm. their parents have validated them so they don't seek this validation on the outside coming up we talk childhood anxiety how to raise conscious achievers and the books that Dr. Shafali is working on next. Pulse 95. It's The Page Turner. The Page Turner. On Life Beats with Sally Musa and special guests celebrating Sharjah, the 2019 World Book Capital. Yes, in this uh, special page, Turner, I caught up with international conscious parenting expert Dr. Shafali Savari at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. And we talk here how to raise conscious achievers and where childhood anxiety comes from. What you were speaking about today is raising conscious achievers. How do we do that? Well, the first thing to raise anyone is to first raise yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I talked about, that parents need to raise themselves and then understand that this whole idea of achievement is basically an illusion because we don't know who is an achiever. Is an achiever somebody who is happy in their body or content with their passion or somebody who's an entrepreneur? Who is an achiever? And typically we equate achievement with wealth and status and power. But is that achievement? You know, there's so many different ways to achieve and achieve what? What are we achieving? Right? And ultimately what we should be achieving is inner connection. Yeah. inner awareness inner friendship inner communion inner contentment yeah as well yeah that's something yeah. that's that is really missing yeah um just very quickly because Sharjah is the world book capital this year i'm not sure if you're aware of that no i didn't know yes that. Sharjah is the 2019 world book capital and you are of course uh, a best-selling author the awakened family the conscious parent out of control are your books so um i want to know uh, are we going to see more books yes, coming from yes. you i have two more books coming out one in 2020 and one in 2021 talk to <laughs> us a bit more about that the book in 2020 it's co-authored and it's a book on helping children deal with anxiety and transform anxiety into resilience and courage and then my book in 2021 I don't have a title yet, but it's the topic is uh, the awakening of the woman mm. and how a woman can enter her most conscious self. Fantastic. Yes. For children, you know, we see more and more kids who are dealing with anxiety. Yes. You know, how do 
we deal with that? How do they deal with that? Well, the, the way to first deal with, the first step in dealing with anxiety is recognizing that it's here and identifying that it's anxiety that we are dealing with and not to be afraid of it because mm. it's almost a normal response to how we're living right now. Children have no choice but to feel anxious and then we we don't take away the anxiety per se but we take away the factors that are causing the anxiety and the causes of anxiety are this need for perfectionism this shoulding you know we should our children we take them away from their authenticity we disempower them we don't let them have, make choices or fail all these things contribute to an anxious culture mm -hmm. so anxiety is not the problem anxiety is just the, the surface manifestation of a deeper problem of what we're doing to our children. You take away all that, anxiety will go away. You know, anxiety is a protective response, a natural response, an intelligent response to the crazy competition and pressure we put on our children. People are going to be, parents are going to be like, well, what do you mean? There's anxiety around, you know, getting into the right college or the exam or how, like, you know, you can't really let go of that, those expectations, you know, for, for your child. You want them to do well in right, life. Right, but there's one thing to want them and then one thing to be to be wanting it to the point of thinking your survival and the child's survival and success depends on it. Mm. You know, it's having a perspective that, sure, these things, if they happen organically, if it's meant for your child, great. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean that your child is lesser than. But we put all our cards in those baskets. And when the child feels that all of who she is or he is is based on how she looks or how she grades herself or how what college he gets into, what career he has, you know, there are only five or six cards in the basket. And your whole life depends on those five or six cards. And that is where there's a dysfunction. That's why anxiety comes. If the children knew there were 1,000 cards in the basket, they won't be anxious. Correct? There's going to be a lot more to who they are. Yes. And they need to know that. Yes. But when they think that if they don't get into that school, then they're just a loser, then of course they're going to have anxiety. Yeah. Dr. Shafali, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Shafali Sabari there. So many great takeaways from that incredible interview. Now, stay with us here on Pulse 95 because in the second hour of Life Beats, we have so much more for you coming up including the Japanese billionaire who is looking for a life partner to join him on his voyage to the moon could anything be more more romantic we're going to be talking about that and so much more next this is Pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 10am